Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Monday night. It's behind the bunker. We are a few minutes late, but that's okay. We are still going to uh, we're still going to be here for you guys. My name is Todd Ansich. Uh, we have two special guests tonight, but first let me introduce uh, Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to a beautiful Behind the Bunker. We are live. We um, are down Gavin, so I will try to uh, fulfill his, uh, whatever we call it, host, his host prophecy and talk a little bit about how wonderful it is that you're all here and that you've taken time to tune in to be- beautiful Behind Bunker and you're not watching the Blue Jays play the Los Angeles Dodgers or whatever sports is on television tonight or you've taken time out of Netflix and to uh, be here and join us, Todd and I and Matt uh, will try to uh, do our best to uh, give you a great show. Yeah, and our two special guests is uh, not going to do the show Gavin and not going to do the show Josh tonight. Uh, both have legitimate reasons they can't couldn't be here tonight. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it'll just going to be Joe and I tonight. And Matt the Crypt has, uh, has said he'd step up to uh, fill some of the gap here. And by the way... Are we on YouTube? Uh, we should be. Okay. No, that's fine. Just I saw something and I wanted to get that on there. Um, I didn't do my due diligence and Wolf just sent me a text and I'm going to see if I can hear. I can, I can get it loaded here. I don't even have the show up. I want to get these pictures loaded so you guys can see them. Okay. So there they are. So um, since I didn't get it done and since he sent them to me, we'll, we'll show them right now. Did you guys see this this weekend uh the scout jamboree i saw that that was on the nxl yeah so major league paintball slash nxl went and hosted a uh display and an opportunity for people to try paintball at their jamboree um yeah i don't know if uh i'm not sure how many people were at the jamboree but here's another photo that wolf sent and I, i i had it written down to get all this information i completely spaced but I like this. It shows two different types of playing paintball. It shows the tournament guy, uh, their outfit, what they have, and how it's and, and what they're named, and then it shows the scenario guy. That's nah, really well vest done. And yeah, pretty cool. Uh, so you got Wolf and Greenspan on there. I guess that's what I'm going to call them. Is uh, that Wolf? <laughs> looks like it. Sure. It, it's hard to tell. I I can't see Wolf's facial features so i can't tell if it's him or not um and i don't know who the who that player is from from dynasty but good for them and if anybody has any information on how many people were at that by all means post it in the live chat because i'm i'm very curious to know i want to say back in its heyday the scout jamboree was like 20 or thirty thousand people i thought it was like massive yeah so i again i could be wrong but that's that's what i that's what i always thought uh, let's have a look in the live chat. I finally got up and running. Uh, Canadian or U.S. Jamboree? It was the Canadian. Uh, sorry, the U.S. Jamboree. Yeah, so yeah. In theory, that one would be bigger. And Stephen Mayer uh, has already figured out where both Gavin and Josh are. <laughs> They're both out seeing the Barbie. They are. Uh, yeah. Gavin finally was convinced by Josh to have some popcorn, and they're at the theaters watching Barbie on the IMAX theater. So, good for them. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Wolf, for sending me those images. Thank you for, for uh, reminding me of that. Uh, what else is new? Uh, yeah, I've been receiving you guys... Uh, receiving you guys. Receiving your envelopes already for stickers. If you guys would like stickers, I think this is going to be my last call because I'm going to be running out. Behind the bunker, care of the sticker control board. Put a self-addressed stamp envelope inside that envelope and send it. We'll put a couple stickers in and send them back to you uh, as soon as we can. Tonight's topic is going to be what is the one thing you would change about paintball? And kind of gave that one some reflection today and I kind of have a couple of my thoughts. We have uh, like a hundred of your thoughts. We'll get uh, through some of those tonight and obviously our opinion as well. Von Chick posted this. I got to give a shout out. I, 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 you made me laugh. I enjoyed this. Y'all got any more of them behind the bunker episodes? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll use that as a, as, a, as, as a post this week. Full to gap, ladies and gentlemen. November 3rd to 5th, that's happening at Command War Game Decisions. That's in North Carolina. If you haven't signed up, what are you doing with your life? Get on their website, fulltogap.com, and get yourself registered up. Um, last week, 
Um, where is his name here? Timothy. Timothy Luck sent uh, sent us a correspondence, and he told us that uh, we had convinced him to buy an uh, EMG 100, uh, but when he got to his store, he ended up buying an Etha 3 instead. Uh, but good for him for keeping it in the Planet Eclipse family. And he took it here to the Ryan Greenspan Clinic. This was at Andale Paintball. And uh, you can see there's all the people that were there. There's uh, Timothy himself. And you Who's can see he... Died? Look at his dye jersey. Yeah, 2006. 2006. I think it's C6. I think, uh, I think, I think Matt's right. We have Moose Winooski's ones like that. Yeah. And then uh, here he is playing with his, uh, his gun. And uh, here's his ride that he, that? that he had uh, Ryan Greenspan sign the trunk of. Pretty cool. Good Is that for like you. a four-wheel drive car? Um, Where does he live? Like Alaska? It's, uh, it's, it, it it's looks like, like a Camry. Well, Camry. it's a DeLorean. Oh. Um, yeah. So. so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sending that one in. Um, what else did I wanted to show you guys? Uh, that's it. So tonight we have a From the Vault segment for you guys. We have a couple of mail time questions as well as our topic, which we'll get to. And... Uh, I could do prices what right if there's time, but it would only pin Matt and Joe against each other. I wonder how that would go. Matt would win. Gavin would win anyway. So <laughs> Gavin would win. Gavin yeah. would call in with the right answers, and I would lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one in the live chat had given us any insight to the jamboree this year. I'm wondering how many people were at the jamboree. Um, yeah, and stay tuned for next week's podcast where uh, Josh and Gavin will argue about the validity of Barbie and how the premise went and, and all of that. She's gone woke, yo. <laughs> yeah, Barbie's just too preachy now. All right, well, why don't we get right into tonight's vault, and when we get back, we'll go uh, get into some of your mail questions. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here. It's another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball, and I show you something that's kind of old, something that's cool, and something you may not have seen before. Tonight, I hope I won't let you down. Tonight, I'm going to dig into my Reds uh, gear, little miniature gear bag, and I'm going to pull out, ding, these two Rufus Dog little containers. These were designed by Rufus Dog, who was an aftermarket company probably in the early 90s into the 2000s and he made accessories for 98s this one seems to have maybe some automag parts in here it's got six dividers apparently they're available in black and yellow rufus dog seems to be uh maybe a cane corso terrier or something and this one appears to have autococker um stainless steel hardware because everybody loves a good autococker. But anyway, this week we talked about the Rufus Dog mini compartments back in the day from the vault. And we'll see you next time. Pew pew. I'm actually wearing my official dog, my official Rufus Dog uh, black t-shirt in, in the same picture. So I do have more than one t-shirt. It's the shirt from the video. It's the shirt from the video. <laughs> I will not sign it. I know I, that shirt. I will not sign it and send it to you. Um, so I opened my opened one of my gear bags and I go, what can I do a vault on? And I pulled those out and the Rufus dog. But then we were just just talking about well the vault was on. Still paying attention to the vault. Nobody but cares. We were nobody about cares about my efforts each week here. <laughs> um, I know you all all y'all do. Um, but what else did Rufus dog make? I well, know I was just thinking. Uh, so I remember them making the first reballs that I had seen. Now I'm not saying they were the first reball. It was just the first time I'd seen them were Rufus dogs. We had a bunch. They were blue, and we had bought them for the shop. So when we were doing teching of uh, paintball markers, we could test fire them, and we would shoot them into like a garbage can or, or something across the shop. Box. Yeah, yeah. So I remember. I remember. I remember they made those ball sizers. Ball sizers. They made some little decals, some little tags. I think they made they made like screw kits, um, yeah. and seal kits. I I believe. But it's funny. Todd is talking about the uh, the original reballs and testing testing our paintball guns after we would fix them or if we wanted to shoot them. We were shooting them into a metal can for a while, but it, you'd have to have it on the exact right angle, or the the ball would just shoot out from the other end and bounce around the store <laughs> like crazy. So we started yeah. shooting them into a paint box that was taped together, so they would just collect in the end and not go all flying all over the store. 
Um, Charles says uh, they also made a 98 center feed. Yep. Same Kenny with Kenny Stewart. Stewart. Kenny yeah. Stewart said that. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, you guys, you guys never think about it because you never you never have to. But when we built our first indoor facility, we had to obviously build a crony area, a place for people to uh, you know to, to crony their gun and test fire it as well. And uh, I laminated three three quarter inch sheets of plywood together, screwed them all together, put them up against a wall, and I figured, okay, that's enough. And within the first couple of weeks, the paint had already worked itself a hole in that plywood and was shooting through. And it's because everybody was shooting the exact same spot because we had created this narrow entrance for for where the gun was going to shoot through. Um, So we had to rebuild and rethink that. I ended up putting up, oh, we bought three-eighths, maybe even thicker uh, plastic underground like sewer sewer pipes professional like uh, what you'd see the road guys putting in and we had one built with a 90 degree angle on it so that the paint would hit the back on a 45 and then it would 45 back down into the garbage can and we had a nice commercial garbage can that fit underneath so all the paint would just drip right into that and after a weekend where you had a tournament and a busy rental night and rental afternoons that garbage can would be full you don't think it would be, but every paintball that went in there, broke or not, would get in there. And then that was a hell of a mess. It sure was. So man. here's the question. Yeah, you would eat well for that week. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. So you got a bucket. Picture this. A garbage can full of paint and shell. Where do you put it? You can't put it in your dumpster. You can't put it in a garbage bag because God forbid you get a break in it. So how do you get rid of it? I'm curious to see if anybody has any ideas. Post up in the chat. I'll, I'll explain how we got rid of it later on. But um, there's a couple ingenious methods that we that we came up with eventually. Um, but yeah, every paintball that you shoot at a at an indoor paintball field has to go somewhere and get cleaned up somewhere because it's not going outside. It's not drying. It's not being rained on. Squirrels aren't stealing it or geese aren't eating it. So, um, or deer. Oh, oh dear. Um, sorry, I'm just reading some of your comments. Ye old road cone with PVC 90 in a bucket. See, that's I've seen as well. Like if you uh, pylons, road pylons. Uh, but eventually, if you're shooting the same pylon, the same place, it's going to eventually, eventually cade through. But that is a good idea. Um, NXL uses uh plastic piping as well. Chicopee has those um elbows that we had because they have um a compressor house at the top of the hill where they have like giant compressors where they compress their air their pipes their air pipes where they make for making for snow making they have two two six inch diameter steel pipes one that's full of water and one that's full of um air at um the air runs through at about 450 psi but they have two giant compressors hmm. the size of about the size of a jet engine and they have like the same the same size elbows um as we had for our um indoor hmm yeah and and that stuff wasn't cheap i remember no, paying very- for that and just thinking oh my god kenny stewart had a really good idea here he says we used a 30 gallon drum and put a sealed lid on it and then rolled it into the dumpster <laughs> yeah so all of our paint that used to sit at the end of the field where the paint never broke, it just hit the mesh, dropped, and there's a nice pile of it at the end of the field, the guys would shovel them up, put them in garbage bags, and or then paint, in... Or paint boxes. Yeah, but eventually we had to put them in garbage bags because the paint box would open up, and the bottom of the dumpster would have raw paintballs on them, and they would freeze or congeal in the heat, and then your dumpster started getting smaller and smaller because every time he dumped it, none of that paint left. So we ended up having to start putting them in garbage bags so that when he dumped the dumpster, everything would actually come out of it. Um, Greg Muller said, at our shop, we had a commercial grain installed, and as long as it was food-grade products, the city ordinance didn't have an issue with it. That's weird. Yeah. Um, septic tank disposal and get it flushed every six months. That's a good idea, too. Greg, Greg's shop was in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> so how we got rid of it was so picture again a garbage bucket full of paint Stop. and shell but mostly broken paint because it all kind of breaks in there we would take uh, we would have like a big laundry tub 
And inside the laundry tub, we'd have a, a screen that we built out of paintball mesh. It was two, two pieces of paintball mesh thick. And we would dump the ooze <laughs> like a bucket at a time through this and it would strain it. And uh, what would happen is you'd have to have your hand or something in there and you'd have to move it all around because you'd be collecting all these shells. And then when the paint wouldn't drain anymore, you'd have to take the sieve out dump it into a garbage bag and then put it back in it was very very labor intensive and also you had to use um cold water if you used warm water it would just get con- it would congeal and harden and it would just be a mess um greg muller says it was california really huh interesting yeah yeah um, all right, well, let's move on. We've got a couple things to get to. We have the topic to get to at hand. I've got a couple of mail time questions. So I know Gavin's not here tonight, but let's uh, let's roll some mail time. Mail time. All right, shoot you soon. Sends a mail question in. He says, uh, besides the world's best GI sports, shameless plug. Uh, how many paintball manufacturers are there? Legitimate question asking for a friend. Um, I don't know if GI is the world's best, but they do make paintballs. Um, that's a good question. Um, let's see. There's uh, certainly GI. There's Valken. There was... Uh, who did Valken buy? Oh, a- a- APX. There was APX. Um, there is, um, um, there's a couple companies in Mexico. Yeah. And there's some over in Europe. And, and Certainly Russia. Russia was, uh, oh, there's ProShar first before I forget. So there's ProShar. And then there's a Russian company that was called, um, ah, uh, damn it. Anyways, it'll come to me in a minute, but, and then. There used to be like Zap that was acquired by GI. There used to be um, XO. XO that was re- acquired by GI. Who um, makes Monster Ball? Uh, yeah, I don't know who who did make Monster Ball. Um, Mike Thompson says HK. Oh yes, HK. So, uh, uh, Greg Muller says South Korea. Venezuela. Dan and, Dan and Hardy. I think there is our, is our Thomas Burke wants to know if RPS is still around. No, that's been rolled into GI Sports. Yeah. Nelson. Nelson, I guess, yeah. And then there's Sterling. Sterling was paint. Again, now we're not talking, we're talking, we're just throwing out names of existing and old companies. Because old? I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyways, there's, there's, there's quite a bit. There's no, there's no shortage of places to find paint from right now. That's for sure. Um, thank you for your question, Mr. Reaper. Uh, Ian Wren sends us the, uh, the last question for tonight. He says, uh, overall, with everything else being completely equal, is it more of an advantage to be taller or shorter in paintball and why? Oh, in Zodiac paintballs. Thank you, Kenny Stewart. They float like a boat. So it's better to be tall or short in paintball. I think it comes down to where you play and what you play. That's true. If you take if you take take speedball for a second, if you're a tall guy, you're great as a back player or a mid player, maybe not the best snake player. So depending on where you play, uh, taller is better. Uh, same with woods ball. I would say, like depending on your how you play. If you're the guy first up and down the field and you're trying to hunker in small bunkers and tiny areas, maybe being shorter is 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 where it's at. Pamela thinks shorter is better. Sometimes, I don't know, I think tall, you get that drop on people when you're playing competitively. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think you can make it both, both work. I think it's probably fine. I remember playing against some little kids running around. They were certainly hard to shoot. I guess now I, I'm maybe I'm being converted now by everyone saying shorter. I'm just trying to think of the benefits. If you're shorter, you're a smaller target. Sure are. But can you see over half the bunkers? Can you oh, watch the field break? That's true. Like at least if you're up, I guess if you're taller, you can see from a distance. You have a little more to see. Defy paintballs, says defy. Joshua. Yeah. Uh, Mike Thompson says flexibility, height, uh, lack thereof. Yeah. 
Um, Vontic Tall can always bend to be short or crouch unless you have straight legs. Yeah. I have some information, Todd, on the um, Scout Jamboree if you want the, the information at this point. Yeah, are we done wait. with this question? Well, you never you never chimed in on it, but... I like my height. My height is the perfect height for paintball. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, it's like... What's the best marker? It's you, you. You take what you've got and you make it work. You know, if you're a short guy, you, you know. Never once I, when I was playing paintball, did I wish I was taller, nor did I wish I was shorter. I quite enjoyed oh, my height. You had an opportunity there, Joe. I thought for sure, Matt. Did you know what he was going to say? For some ski low too, but <laughs> ski low. <laughs> I wish I was a baller. Was that was the correct line there? Will uh, Critchlow says uh, uh, short is good. That's what she said. Um, I constantly shooting over bunkers to surprise people. Says Jimmy. Um, Greg Muller says there's 12 to 14 people or paintball manufacturers in mainland China alone, uh, and they use them for blowguns and 50 caliber. Oh. Look at you, Greg Muller, wealth of knowledge. We need him as our research department. He's quite a research department. <laughs> uh, I know we're all over the place, but uh, Brian Foster also got the baller. <laughs> the baller line in there, good. Here, I'll read you this, the Scout Jamboree. In the summer of 2023, more than 40,000 scouts from all over the world will gather in Korea for the 25th. Oh, that was the, the Scout one. That's the world one. So this one was in the States. I'll find some more information carry on todd <laughs> all right and we're back uh we'll be back with more of uh joe yeah. joe's joe's uh, tidbits in a minute um okay so my questions have been spent that's good we've done our vault segments already so why don't we get into tonight's topic but before we do that i'm going to tell you guys all about our friends over at planet eclipse from point man to podium, Planet Eclipse performance paintball hardware in gear is designed, manufactured, and perfected to operate when the pressure is on or when there is no pressure at all. Get Planet Eclipse and perform. EG, the smoke grenade company, has been providing the players, the playmakers, and the photographers, the storytellers with battlefield brilliance, brilliant colors, and creating wonderfully brilliant tales since 2005. Make sure your new adventure, your next adventure includes EG. Arabs give inflation a whole new meaning. Designed, manufactured, and handcrafted in America by Brent. Stainless steel hardware and thick welded seams will keep everyone in play all day. Get Arabs and stay up. Ruthless. Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Rufus. Rufus. Ruth, ruthless. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages, everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use this promo code BTB15 and save 15% off your order. Uh, Exalt, taking accessories and gear to the next level. Get Exalt for next level design, products, and materials. Whether you are beginning, upgrading, or a pro breaking out, get Exalt available worldwide. Uh, DLX. Did you know that they're the creators of the TM40 marker and accessories used by some of the best light, sleek, and fast? The TM40 only from DLX. Whether you're riding on pavement, pathway, sand, or gravel, you can blaze your own trail with a one wheel. And before you ride off into the sunset or sunrise, use promo code BTB10 for 10% off at ride519.com. Is everything bigger in Texas? It is at Tanks Big Man Adventure Park, Houston. One stop for all ages action. Tanks hits its targets every time with jelly ball, low impact, and regular paintball, airsoft, and axe throwing. Book your next adventure with the big man. Hashtag get tanks. Nice. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to our great sponsors. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. We would be like Gavin and uh, Josh. We'd be at the movies seeing uh, Barbie or maybe Oppenheimer. Um, all right, so we're going to talk tonight about um, our topic, but before we do that, we have some clarification on um, the Jamboree. It looks like the 2020, the 2023 National Jamboree is being planned for 15,000 scouts, BSA ventures, Sea Scouts, Explorers, and unit leaders, including more than 4,000 Jamboree staff members. Each unit consists of scouts. So it looks like it's somewhere around 20,000 people will be at the U.S. Scout Jamboree, which is actually 
going on right now from July 19th to the 28th. Wow. So that's pretty crazy. Um, so what we didn't really give you any information on is we told you that NXL, or rather Major League Paintball, was there representing paintball. Uh, but from what I understand, it looked like they were giving people an opportunity to play uh, or at least try it. And uh, they were also giving away uh, coupons for free paintball at local fields. So that's good. Um, yeah, that's going to definitely open the eyes of a lot of people. It, where we are in Canada, unfortunately, the scouts are not allowed to play paintball. But the, We've but never had success with them, but I hope everywhere else in the world that's that's something that that's good. Yeah. Uh, looks like Gavin Sharma uh, went to the bathroom uh, in the middle of Barbie because he's on the live chat now. He says, is this the after show? That's nice. Not yet. Um, Oppenheimer is good, but not movie theater worthy. Her opinion, Who says that? Bond Chick. Bond Chick. Okay. okay. Hmm. See, I don't want to go to a theater to watch. I'm supposed it, yeah, maybe it's good visuals, but I don't, don't want to go to a theater. Yeah. I don't care how good the popcorn is. Uh, Lisa Weaver says, I got to play jelly ball at the Iona Fair, Leona Fair, for Iona. free last week. Uh, so much fun. Yeah. Don't yeah. you have a field in Iona? And Brian Foster simply just says, America. All right. So why don't we talk about tonight's topic? And we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. And uh, I apologize. I don't have YouTube loaded up the chat. Let me do that right now. And uh, we'll see if you guys have any comments in there to uh, to respond to as well. Uh, I'm going to start things off with this one. Kyle says uh, what he'd like to change most about paintball is let it be a weekday thing. Restaurant workers can't get out uh, for fun very often because most uh, places are only open on weekends. We um we used to run midweek games, and it, restaurants would often come out on a on a Wednesday or a morning. Um, they would be able to get their staff up for sort of a team building. And often they would challenge other restaurants. We would open for you know groups as small as fifteen or twenty, but we 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 had some you know really large you know restaurant type groups out. So that was kind of good. When you said in the morning. I just thought of I, I yeah yeah I just thought of funeral sandwiches. Well, I was thinking I like funeral sandwiches when I'm mourning. Are you perpetually hungry? I, no, I just like a, my funeral sandwiches. Got a tapeworm or some shit. Um, yeah, so we're watching you guys in the YouTube chat. Nice to see you guys in there, butternuts and Lefty. Uh, sorry, it just moved again on me. Old Soul and Mister Junior as well. So Matt, you got a couple sheets. Joe, you've got a couple sheets. Let's uh, let's go through here. Mike Stern says. Uh, he wishes there was shock vests for cheaters. Oh, I like that. Um, that goes. Uh, that says uh, Brian Berlin. The cheating needs to go. Cheating is why I won't go play in tournaments much anymore. There's cheating in every aspect of paintball, unfortunately. But cheating at least in every sport. Exactly. But I think in paintball, when you're at a competition level, you have more refs per capita per player. I, I think that's probably the best place to go if you're worried about cheaters to be honest i know that's sort of counterintuitive but uh yeah wolf we'll get to your comment in the after show but he says mission impossible is a must in the theater yeah yeah i agree it was good i don't think it's uh imax worthy but it's definitely big screen worthy so i think uh, curtis takes the cake here curtis kearney wrote in one thing he'd like to remove is the politics of paintball oh yeah I agree. Um, oh, Scott Burrell said the return of Woods Ball Fields in South Florida pipe dream with real estate, what it is down here, but one can always hope. I also, I think also in South Florida, not only do you have high real estate prices, but you have those giant African snails that it would just eat all the paintball fields. And then you have the uh, snakes, boa constrictors, or whatever they are that are loose in the Everglades that would eat all the players the smaller players so they wouldn't be able to have them i don't know i would play in florida in the everglades before i played anywhere in australia <laughs> you're not you're not putting me in an australian forest or or back country not a chance uh kevin he says what about more vibrant paint fill uh, kayla says more females playing absolutely and tommy says uh 
bounce hits don't count for first strike rounds. That's true. Um, Cody Abatey, the alcoholism and drugs at events. If people want to treat it as a sport, they should do without the alcohol and drugs. Golf is the only one that really allows it. It's also discouraging for new players, especially young ones, to come to the sport with their parents and see these things take place at major events. That aspect of the culture must change before the rest of the world actually takes paintball seriously as many others in the sport want them to. That's a pretty reasonable... It is, but you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate to that. I've been at a soccer field and baseball diamonds where guys are in the parking lot chugging beers and smoking like, like... and I have no problem. We, we all drink and we all smoke, whatever. That's fine. But I like don't smoke weed, whatever. <laughs> Joe's more of an Joe. edible guy. No, but seriously, in all fairness, like every sport's going to have um, some sort of, you know, illegal substance or otherwise. Or, or And to piggyback off what you're saying, Virgil Vest wrote in that they want to see more beer and CBD sponsors. Yeah. Well, look at NXL. Up till a year or two ago, they had Bud Light sponsoring. They they were there running running beer tents and stuff. Um, so that was kind of cool. They don't anymore. I want the tobacco industry back on to sponsoring paintball. <laughs> this is quite a conversation. <laughs> Free cigarettes every time you leave the field. This Will that be incorporated as a rule? You need to have a dirt. Anthony, oh, Anthony Tucci. Here we go. Anthony Tucci says, better podcasts. Wow. What a great idea. You should start one. Yeah, um, yeah. You're, you're a, a big advocate for for bigger and better podcasts. Who's the sourpuss now? I thought I was the one bringing the show down. Well, speaking of bringing the show down, Gavin Sharma says, need more tobacco. Tobacco. At, uh, at all these uh, events. Isaiah says, kind of want big games to make a comeback. I, I don't know if you haven't played some of the big, big games like the Super Games and, uh, and the Living Legends, or if it's that you have, but you're kind of tired of like... I, to me, some of the big games haven't changed in the last number of years. Like, starting to introduce some of the tech. The new tech is really cool. Um, some of these other big games like Super Game, as I mentioned, it's just awesome having that many players play. But I mean, I don't know. Speedball in the last 10 years have changed formats. Yes, they have. Not that there's a format to change in in scenario games, but I I would like to see maybe a change. Maybe it's technology that we see that changes. Maybe it's... But, you know, but not not only has speedball changed, but it is also, we'll call it evolved because it's not just X-ball. You have the woods the the mounds format you have mechanical formats so now you're offering the this speedball field type game but to opening up to different as you would call genres of of paintball players Todd so you have guys that are playing you know with you know their traditional X ball, they're playing you know semi pro, they're playing whatever, they're playing D five, or they're they're playing with mechanical guns on on the mounds field. Um, I I you know they're they're sort of evolving with what what people want as well. I think I think yeah. everyone's trying to keep you know recreational paintball going strong. And recently, for anyone that's been on any form of social media or on any of the manufacturers' websites. They're really starting to push the play paintball, grow paintball sport again. I think, you know, all the manufacturers. I saw a die one today. We've seen Falcons. We've seen GIs. Um, not NXLs at the Scout Jamboree. I think you're going to... You, I think the manufacturers and the paintball community as a whole is sort of coming together now. And they're re- recognizing that, you know, if they're a united front they can tackle and maybe you know help the sport grow or at least prevent it from shrinking yeah uh, butternuts in uh, youtube on the chat to mention that one he says uh, i would like live shows of big scenario games like they do with speedball somehow we we've tried it's you think showing speedball in a way that is entertaining is difficult? Try doing scenario paintball. It's it's near impossible. Um, someday someone will figure it out. 
but you would need a hell of a budget. You'd need tons of cameras, and you I don't know that live would be the right way to go. I think the best thing to do is to edit it and put it put it up later. I I don't know. Um, we'll, I know Wolf's in the live chat. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and then Dylan says, beer and CBD sponsors is dumb. Kids are the future of paintball. Why surround them with it? Um, yeah, I, I, I see that too. I see that too. Um, sorry, the thing, everything's going here so quick. Here um, you go. Thomas spoke the reputation that paintball is expensive. Paintball isn't much more expensive than any other pastimes and activities. A rental day of paintball is better bang for your buck versus go-karting. Go Many people spend thousands on bicycles, road bikes, downhills, trail bikes. Can hit 5,000 easily. There's a huge population who are skiers. My skis and boots are about 1,700 plus a ski pass. Typical eight-hour... Playing stock class costs about forty-five bucks with mask and a, and a four hundred dollar Phantom. Yeah. So there, that's awesome, Thomas. I agree. Like paintball has a reputation of being expensive, but when you start comparing it to road bikes and gravel bikes and mountain bikes and downhill bikes, they're yeah. thousands of dollars. So here, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna compare this to something else. So at least paintball, I'm gonna take the this direction gives you physical exercise a lot of guys are getting into new hobbies new sports such as uh, e-bikes so regular bicycles that have uh, batteries and motors in it that have pedal assist and such you're you're not as physically fit you're getting into you know electric scooters you're getting into other electric conveyances and although they're fun and you're doing off-road stuff it's a different type of exercise and it's nowhere near what you're getting when you're running around playing paintball so and those aren't cheap those sports um happy holton says uh he'd like to change about paintball they would like he would like to find a cure for swamp ass yeah, I think everybody does. And John Jones says, get rid of the one field set setup and provide a variety of field layouts for a tournament. It mixes players of all levels during changeovers and avoids one team dominating just because they have uh, been able to train on one layout. I agree. One layout is definitely uh, an advantage to the teams that have uh, sort of figured some stuff out. But on the same token, it gives gives them i mean if, if they figured it out why not let them have that advantage but on the other hand working at a paintball field i know how long it takes to set up a speedball field move bunkers and get them precisely into place god i wouldn't want to do that more than once per tournament my gosh um so on a more cosmetic end kyle would like to see helmets that can connect to masks seamlessly like uh, like a bump. I've, I've been talking about that for years. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, just need one paintball manufacturer to sit back and realize how many guys are wearing helmets, and they should create a mask that fits that. I could have swore back in the day JT made something that was compatible with a certain helmet. Or no, they something. had a they had a full helmet. How are you thinking like the Flex Eight? With yeah, the, but it was nasty. Ugly, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh no! I just poo pooed a JT product. Am I going to get ostracized? I'm going to get canceled for it. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Robert would like to change about paintball. He would like to change that people uh, that can't wear head wraps correctly. Tuck the damn thing in. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. John Carshall says, abolish the ranking system. I don't know. I. Yeah. Uh, phase out electronic markers. Go back to mechanical and pump. Paintball was way better in the day before Electros came out, says Mark Vargas. Well, then, Mark Vargas. Wherever you're playing, they, wherever you're playing, Mark Vargas, they should have a, you know, the Electros go. If you have enough players, the Electros play on a separate field, and then they have their own ref, and then the mechanicals and the pumps play on a second, a, a separate field if they have enough enough participants, and then, you know, you can, then you don't have to worry about rate of fire and and. You know, if you have your electros and you have a million people in the electro field, then you can break it down in experience level and then have it uncapped, capped, whatever. And same with mechanical. Like, then mechanical could break down into mag fed. But there's, you yeah. know, there's no need for equipment owners to be playing with a rental player anytime. Uh, Garvin Sharm in the live chat says, Joe, didn't V-Force have a helmet with integrated mask and fan? They did. it. Well, they were working on the fan portion. They never came out with it. Um, but they did have the integrated helmet with the, the um, mask. And that was for 
police and military training, but it didn't go very far. But it was a pretty seamless fit. But I think the next time the mask manufacturers design a brand new mask, or the paintball manufacturers design a brand new mask, they should take into consideration the airsoft and the milsim and the scenario guys that wear the bump helmets. And, and the difference in the shape of the mask would be so minimal for what they're coming out with. And you could always sell it with two types of ear, soft ear armor, one that would integrate seamlessly with a bump helmet, the other would give full coverage for those not wearing it. And it would become the field operators that would have to police that themselves and say, okay, you don't have the right ear, ear side on for playing without a helmet. And if you're wearing a helmet, then you switch the ear arm and, and the mask, it would be fantastic. And it would it, it would it would make scenario and it make airsoft a whole lot you know safer and you know people that want to wear helmets they could just my two cents. Hey, simunition by Z Leader was the first helmet slash mask, says Mr. Hardy. That's what I'm I, I'm not sure if yeah. it was that that was the exact name. And John Metcalf says JT had the flex eight. We were just talking about the full coverage. Yeah, but it's not a. It's not the look you're going for. If you want a Milsim look, you want a proper helmet, you don't want to have this just... It reminds me of the old Oakley glasses that had the wraparounds. Oh, the ones yes. that went over top yeah. of your head and back down yeah. towards your spine? I, I, I like the idea of the JT Flex 8 with the full coverage because I, I get why people want that to have some some coverage for their head, but wouldn't it be better if you had like a proper helmet then you looked a little cooler and had more dignity? Um, yes, I said it. Um George Barduco says the cost. I, I don't disagree, but the one thing I wish to change about paintball is just the consumable aspect. If you could take away the fact that you had to pay for paint, it would be so much cooler if you just consented to an, ad, uh, an admission fee. Let's say it happened to be $50 or whatever happened to be and that was your half day price you went from 12 until 3 and you paint was not even thought of you just went and you they gave you a handful of tubes and you always went out with four or five tubes and paint was not thought of as as something that was you know a consumable I wonder if paintball would be looked differently yes it would be deemed more expensive but I don't know I, I do like it it'd be, it'd be like having a one price movie ticket that included your popcorn and beverage. And then you just either went to the movie or you didn't. And you didn't have to worry about it. Um, Bonchia calls me out. She says, dignity in paintball? <laughs> yeah. Dignity vest. Uh, yeah. Sort of speaking of paint, Jeff Saunders writes in, 68 cal paint only. The kids have gel blaster. Um, there's no need for low impact paint anymore. Get rid of it. Oh, I agree to disagree with that. I think 50 cal paintballs... And uh, like the, the 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 jelly ball are two different things. Jelly balls, like you can play at any age. It's fun. It's great. But there's no adrenaline. There's no there's no nothing with 50 cal. You're now playing with a with a gun that shoots more accurately. You can actually trace the balls. You know the jelly stuff. You don't really trace it as well. I, I think it's I, I think it's a better experience having the 50 cal when you get to that age. I, I think yeah. I think jelly ball is needed. I agree, but there's a fine line between jelly ball and paintball where that 50 cal fits that niche. But I I, I think you could do away with the Splatmaster version now that we have low impact 50 cal. Yeah, Ian says jelly ball is almost at that level in that the uh, projectiles are almost a non-cost. Yeah, absolutely. And with most most uh, jelly ball you're paying an entry fee you get an hour and you shoot what you shoot perfect for kids birthday it's a gate it's a gateway paintball experience dylan key says 50 cal is great for beginners and kids it's also great for corporate groups mixed group wedding parties any anywhere where you know if you hand somebody that's never played paintball before a 50 caliber paintball marker they don't know the diff. They don't know the difference. They're not expecting anything other than playing paintball. And if you give them a bag of 550 cal balls or 568 cal balls, they don't know the difference. They just want to play paintball with their friends, shoot at people, get shot, and go home. They want that paintball experience, which you can have 
with a 50 caliber paintball all day long. We had male bachelor parties come to the field. We've run out of equipment and we've given them 50 cal before. And they went to, this was at our indoor, and they went out and played, knew nothing different, had just as much fun. And again, the paint marked so they knew if they were out. Like, you know, as someone who's played more than once, 68 cal is still where I'd want to play. But I, I agree, Joe. Like fifty cal is is definitely needed. As soon as you make a as soon as you make a big deal out of what what there's <laughs> what equipment they're using, what they're trying, what they're shooting, then they start asking questions. Yeah. But if you just give them a fifty caliber paintball and say, "Here you go," and the equipment, here you go, and their mask looks the same, they don't know in loans. They, yep. they just want the experience. Yeah. And then and their guns are black and cool looking. They're not like white and green and yellow and orange depending on where you're getting them from keith kissel says uh paintball jelly ball all that stuff is still a lot less painful than rock fights <laughs> yes. i think every right. kid at whatever age maybe not in the last 10 years but every kid at one point has had a rock fight with somebody at recess i remember doing it yeah 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 Corey, Corey Lockhart says a governing body that genuinely cares about growing the sport and making matches fun and easy to watch on TV. I think Corey, we're we're starting to see we're starting to see an alignment of manufacturers coming together to promote the sport, promote themselves, and promote the growth of the industry. And as paintball players, what we can do to to help promote that growth is when we see these posts we share them with a little comment hey i'm going this weekend come with me it's fun it's safe whatever something like that don't just share it put a little comment grab a friend i think what what it's going to take is to get the sport because we all know paintball is fun and cool and has great podcasts and podcasters so you know why not share that to some people that have never never partaken Hey, I, I'm going to go through a couple of these because Christian Edward Wilshire sent in quite a long list, and I'm reading through some through some of these, and I think most of you guys or some of you guys will agree. I'll, I'll read a couple. He says more innovation on MagFed side is needed. He says Planet Eclipse has been killing it, uh, but everyone else in the industry is asleep. Uh, GI can release an electronic mag, MagFed marker using the Mini platform and TIPX mags. The TIPX needs a complete new update. But that'd be a good idea. Take the existing mini platform or axe platform as it is and make it into a magfed gun. It's, they could have done they, that with the TM15 or the TM7. They own yeah. the molds. Yeah. Die, he says, uh, can release a new dam and just use the current speedball platform because nothing's changed in the dam. And how long has it been the the dam at least 10 years yeah, easy minimum. 10 years minimum 10 years. uh and then he says and again these are his opinions i, I agree or not um he says uh, dlx shocker could offer a product now they did have a gun it was a milsim gun joe i can't remember SP, the name of it the sp8 sp8 and there was another one too um that oh, was a short term but, but it, looked, did, it was a 50 cal yeah, so I think some, so. They're somewhere kicking around, but so they 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 definitely did come up with something. And then he says, uh, "This is his last point." He says, "Tipman needs to start innovating again and update on the phenom, uh, but offer more." Yes, yeah, so says an updated phenom would be great. That is mechanical slash electro, but offers more modern performance and a lighter package. So those are his suggestions. Good for him. Wolf, um, Wolf said the dam was 2013. Javin 2013. Says so 10 years. Yeah. Like to reuse past products. So I, I agree. I, I'm not to knock die because the dam is, a, is 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 what it is. But it'd be neat to have a. What was it, Joe? That was inside of it. It was a not a it was DLSLR. It, it was, was an SLG. It was a rail. It was a rail. Like is that what it is? I, I it was a rail, a rail inside, and it could it could have easily been the DM. I guess it yeah. would have been the DM13, but they put a rail in, and I don't understand but why. But could you imagine a dam? Cheaper. But if you if Is you it? put a dam and you put a DM whatever they are now in it, right? Um, how much how much better it would be? Like the EMG has an excellent platform inside of it, and it is remarkable. It EMF actually. Yeah, sorry, I called it EMG. EMF. There's a sign EMF right 100. there. EMF 100. It's unbelievable. Um, it's right here, actually. EMF 100. Do you have no, it but there? They, they, have, they have 
a good gun inside of it as a base, and it outshoots the dam as far as I'm concerned. But if the dam went, oh, if the dam went and updated its its engine, yeah. Kay. Again, I'm not I'm not putting hate. I just these are all just suggestions. I'm just gonna double back a bit when yeah. you guys are talking about magfed stuff. I'm gonna say something crazy. Can Uh-oh. we get something all ma- like a universal magazine? Is that too much to ask? Or am I just way out of left field? So, Planet Eclipse was the first gun to... No, that's not true. I was going to say, they're the first gun to accept an already made mag with the the die mags. They accepted the die But that's not true because Tipman has the TIPX, and who else took the TIPX? Oh, those... um no, the mag. I forget what they're called. Was it the ham, like a spider, or the empire? Uh, no, 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 it wasn't. No. There was those other mags. Uh, what the hell were they called? Those forty round ones. I don't oh. know. While you're thinking about it, Tezzy Smice says, "Very interesting show tonight." Thank Tezzy, you, Tezzy. you lie. <laughs> the, what, you lie. What are the name of those other mags? You could. Let's be honest. Gavin and uh, Josh aren't here. It's just the Todd and Joe show and Matt show tonight. So. Uh, yeah, sling those compliments. Um, yeah, so I don't know if if Planet Eclipse was the first one to take someone else's mag and make it, but Zeta mags, Zeta mags. Mm. So maybe, maybe we pick a mag-fed platform, and maybe it is the the die mags. Um, well, I mean, in theory, if you look at the barrel threading, autococker threading is almost universal, almost. I would say it's the most common thread. It's the most common. So maybe someone makes a gun that that has autococker threading. The ASAs are all universal. Yeah. Um, the feed neck is all universal. Man, when when I'll tell you something when when we go back into the early annals early, of history, early early nineties, late eighties, when we were using copper. Plumbing elbows from the hardware store um, or plumbing parts, and the hoppers weren't consistent. It's not until like the ammo box was really the first, the first universal sized feet um, hopper that everybody fit. But there were there were times when you would have to put tape around your feed neck, or you'd be sanding. You'd be sanding the feed neck on your hopper to fit in. I was doing that in the early 2000s. I know, but now, like now, at least anything that is me- that has hopper fed, industry wide, is basically has the same size hole in the feed neck. Like people that are jumping in the game, you know, in the last 10 years, have no idea what like they where where the. Sp- the sport has gone as far as infancy. all the troubles you've been through. All the troubles, like we <laughs> nobody went, well, knows. You know, in in, in, yeah. in 1984, I didn't have to in worry about. In 1984, I didn't worry about direct feed or hoppers because they weren't even invented. Yeah, yeah, clamping feed necks are like they're but, predominant now. So like, we've been included in conversations. Here's an example: Joe and I were at World Cup. I think it was last year, and. I'm not going to say the names of the people or the companies, but we were at a company's booth and someone else from a different company came in and they were talking in the same conversation and they were re- being reminded that they need to have the schematics and drawings like the, uh, the CAD of their gun sent over so that they can build stuff for them and fittings and stuff. So like people are, are, are now even sending their, their, direct measurements and stuff over so that they can get aftermarket parts right and um you know aftermarket bodies correct for their internals like that never happened before like that that, like you know what i mean you would have had to have gotten gone bought one off the shelf and then you know hope for the best bought in one that is a word that is google it you know what what about that in all genres of dictionaries, Botten is in it. I, w- I still say you come out with what that my comment was, that you come out with that be your next w- words or vocabulary. So I went on to ChatGPT this afternoon. I was trying to do something, and I, and, I, and I I typed in, what are the 100 most common words used on our show? Like I put in one of our episodes. And it came back, and I, I unfortunately did it incorrect because it came back and said the, ah, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all of those things. And I was like, okay, that's not what I wanted. And then I said, 
um, I put in phrases and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do it. And I, I, I didn't spend enough time. I guess I had to make it specific what I was looking for, but, um, what we're going to ask you guys eventually, one, one of these days, we'll ask you guys at home. We're going to try to make a list of things that, um, our vocabulary or dictionary, common phrases. Yeah. Common things that you see on, or you hear on the show. You know, like I, I was Botten. teasing Josh the other day. He likes to say ludicrous every time we play eBay or uh, Price is Right, ludicrous. And, you know, Gavin likes to say jerk ass. <laughs> you Boy, know, that's his college new nickname. Matt likes to say, let's move on <laughs> or we'll save it for the, the after going. show. <laughs> you know what I mean? So be curious. I'd like to make a make 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 a dictionary or a list of words. Navy foot signals, pity sticks, ding, j- Genre, jerk ass, ludicrous, yeah. size, <sighs> move on, like all those. Yeah. Jeggings. Yeah. What, no crocolicious? Botner ding. Like, hey. Hey, like a name. <laughs> behind a bunker. Behind J- a bunker. Jason Mullen says kraut. Behind a bunker glossary of terms. That's yeah. perfect. We need to do that. That's great. Well done, Jason. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's guys that have listened to the podcast a long time and, and they, you know, they can pull those off. There's other people that are just tuning in that um, someone sent me Wish a correspondent that I thought I printed off. Uh, he said that he was new to the show. He really enjoys it. He was he's he's going back now and, and kind of listening to them. Um, and within w- w- within what he was talking about, he said he noticed that there's a lot of inside jokes that we talk about. Um, but he'd like to uh, as he he'll discover them as they go back. Uh, Wolf Critchlow says we say drop forward a lot. Uh, Dan Hardy says yeehaw. Bond Chick says we say ditch chicken a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I but didn't that, even think of ditch chicken. There's so many. Crab Jason Master. Mullins kicked his hopper off. Yeah. I Crab mean, Master. Knuckle breathers. There's so many. <laughs> oh, yeah. Knuckle breathers. Yeah. Movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Like so many. Manscaping. Oh, yeah. Well done, Bond Chick. EM, EMG 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Planet won't like that, but yes. But that's true, though. Yeah. Yeah. Pop smoke. Garbage night. Yeah. Hawaii 5 Like, there's lots. Yeah, it was years. It was like five years of our podcast where you would leave the show in a rush to go home for Hawaii 5 Hawaii 5 Is that show still... Being made. It, no, it's no. not now. J- Jason Mullins has mini sandwiches, but but we won't accept mini sandwiches. We would accept funeral sandwiches. Team tags. We Roger. just say team tags so many times, and it's there's a reason why they're the best. They're the best in the industry, and duct tape is the devil. Make sure you guys check out team tags for all your armband needs. Armband needs. And Wolf Critchell, of course, he hears us say thick, <laughs> but Wolf, you spelled it wrong. Isn't it supposed to be T H I C C? All y'all. All y'all. And y'all. Yeah. So <sighs> it's about that time. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say this is an after show thing. You know what? We're about after show time. Um, but you know what? We've stayed on long enough on Facebook last week. We'll just stay live right now. Stay live. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thank you so much. If you've listened up to this point, thank you. Um, we'll have Gavin and Josh back next week, unfortunately. Um, but uh, they'll be back and uh, we'll have our regular scheduled show. But I appreciate you guys uh, sitting here and listening to Joe and I and Matt chatting tonight. Uh, but as far as the after show, we'll, we're, we're going to change t- we're going to change gears and kind of do some after show stuff now before we head out for the night. But uh, we were we were talking before the show about Oppenheimer versus Barbie and uh, which one we're going to see first. But it, it's it sounds like I'm going to see the Barbie movie first because my kids want to see it. And to be honest, I don't care. I want to see both of them. Um, yeah, I'd be down to see both. Yeah. Um, I am, at the end of the day, a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Is Aqua involved in this movie project? I don't think they are, but the, I've heard the song The song is. is in it? So at least they're getting some cred, some royalties. That's what I've heard. I, that's That may not be true, but... Yeah. Uh, Wolf's heard good things about Barbie. Yeah, Wolf and Mission Impossible. You say, yeah, well, Mission Wolf, Impossible is he good. He's going to see it in the theater. I wouldn't go see Indiana Jones. That would be the f- bottom of the list that I would go see, and I've already like I've already seen it. That's why I'm telling you that. But Mission Impossible was decent. Um, I still say the best movie I've seen within the last year 
was an unsuspected because I gave it no credit going into the theater was Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun! I thought awesome. it was just going to be a piece of crap, just a kind of a redo. But I actually really enjoyed it, and maybe again because I gave it no credit going into it, I was I was surprised. Have I watched it again since? No, would I? Probably not. But it was it was good. Well, you give it a fair shake when you walk in with no expectations, right? Yeah, and let's be honest. You know, I was in a bit of a popcorn stupor at that point because we got there early, and I was half a bag in. Yeah, no, I was half bag in. Um, Thomas Bork said Oppenheimer's a three-hour runtime. Mission Impossible was pretty long too. Yeah. From what Milo said, I haven't seen it, but I want to see it as well. I couldn't figure out the name of that movie of the uh, the new one that's coming to the theaters about the Indians and the Native Americans. I apologize, and how the. Weren't we talking about this last week? Yeah, and I tried to find the, the, the title. It's long, and it sounds like, yeah, it's like a one-sentence title. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Joshua Estrada says, I really love the color pink. Uh, then you might be a Barbie. You might be a Barbie world, yeah. Top Gun was amazing, says Barbie. And uh, Bond chick. <laughs> what did I say? Barbie. Barbie. In a way, that's a compliment, Bond. I uh, please don't be offended by that. Wolf says, uh, "I like three-hour movies more bang for your buck." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's true. But you know what? As much as a movie theater seat is comfortable within about twenty minutes, the nice thing about the pandemic and the clearance, the clearing out of the movie theaters is, we buy tickets far away from people, and then that way I can drape my feet over the seat in front of me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. If I have to behave and keep my feet on the ground the whole time, it's uh, it's not comfy. Are you That's a child? True. Yep. Well, I'm drinking Fruitopia. I might as well be. <laughs> you right? <a> sugar rush? <laughs> yeah. I have my little kid-sized chocolate bar beside me, my popcorn, and my Fruitopia. I'm set for the you night. Juice box? Yeah. <laughs> um... VIP theater leather reclining says Wolf. Yeah, we went to a, we went to one that we bought. We had dinner there as well. Yeah. The problem is you order like something, and you're watching a movie, and it's dark as shit in there, and you don't see what you're eating. Actually eating. Right. Like you know you're eating a hamburger, I guess, or whatever you've ordered, but like everything's dripping all over the place, and you're picking up soggy fries and. Yeah. Thank you. I just eat popcorn and licorice. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Bagging nibs at my side. Yeah. A licorice whip. Licorice, licorice whip and some nibs. The Flash I'm was a... M&M, M&M peanuts. Yeah. The Flash was a crazy movie to watch, says Joshua Estrada. I uh, subjected my 17-year-old daughter to um, uh, 8 Mile, the movie 8 Mile the other day. Subjected? That was a great film. Not according to her, uh, but again, she doesn't... Yeah. And rightfully so to her com- comment... Um, she thought and was hoping for more of after Eight Mile to where he was where he is now. But as I explained, when that movie was filmed, yeah. he was already popular. But that was how many years ago? So uh, yeah, I don't remember when that came out. Yeah, they're um, actually making the um, Canadian version and the European version of Eight Mile. It's going to be twelve point eight kilometers. <laughs> um. Lisa Weaver says, the last movie I saw in a theater was the latest Mario movie with my grandkids. How do you get I grandkids? couldn't, yeah. Um, yeah, Eminem was great in that movie. The only uncomfortable scene was when Eminem was visited by his lady friend at the factory. I sent her to go get snacks and I fast forwarded it because I didn't want to have that moment. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. All right. Well, why don't we uh, end this up? It is a real garbage night tonight. It is garbage, garbage It's tonight. officially garbage night tonight. Officially. And uh, if you guys are looking for some paintball uh, this weekend and you're not able to play, watch Behind the Bunkers live coverage of the Ontario Paintball League. We're going to be uh, sharing that this weekend. That'll be Saturday and Sunday this week. Uh, it'll uh, culminate with Sunday afternoon with the Premier Division, which is the highest divisions in Canada that they have to offer. So uh, come watch some great paintball, some great coverage. Um, as I say, Gavin and uh, Gavin and Joshua will be back next week unless they choose that night for Oppenheimer, but we'll find that out uh, shortly. Joe, thank you for being on the show. Thanks very much for tuning in tonight. Thanks very much for having me. Listen to our banter. And anybody that took the time to send in comments, um, on the uh, question of the week from Behind the Bunkers. Graydon, if you liked and shared it, 
Catch us on a podcast, any of the podcast availability. But until next weekend or next Monday, we'll see you soon. And it's Garbage Night of Canada. Pew, pew. Barbie Chick in the live chat says, thank you for another great show. <laughs> Weekly fix achieved. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for pushing buttons and uh, stepping up on the mic. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to do some work around here. Someone's so. got to spit rhymes. Uh, sure. I, okay. There we go. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you next week.